Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What's going on, everyone? Thank you again for joining us for another Thrive Lathrop podcast. And man, I am super excited. I have some of my favorite people in the world that we're going to talk about some pretty cool things today. First off, we got Pastor Matt, which is our connections hey. pastor. What's going on, Pastor Matt? Hey, I'm excited to be with you guys. It's good to have you. Yes. Is this your first time on the podcast? This is my first time on the podcast. Uh, yeah. I can't believe we waited this long. You yeah. have like the most epic voice, you know, <laughs> like you just always sound like a preacher. Yeah, so when I when I was uh, when I when I was in college, I thought I wanted to do keep, be a radio broadcaster. So maybe maybe uh, maybe podcast fit. I don't there know. you go. This is perfect. Good That's stuff. It. And back by popular demand, we got Pastor Juan. What's going on, Pastor Juan? What's going on? Y'all? It's good to have you, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm about in about twelve minutes. My caffeine from the coffee gonna kick <laughs> in. We're gonna be great. Good, good stuff. And then last but not least, certainly not least, we got lead pastor, Pastor Eric with us. Thank you, Pastor Eric, for jumping on. You got it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great today. And so I'm excited because I I just love hanging out with you guys. And for some of you that are new to the podcast, one of the things we try to do is we try to talk about topics that are going on today's culture, and we try to relate them to things in scripture. We try to bring truth. We try to encourage, edify people, especially here. If you go to Thrive Church, we want this to encourage you. And I'm just excited too, because everyone in this room is just super passionate passionate about what they do, super passionate about loving Jesus and loving people. And we just talk all the time. If you ever hung out with us in the office or you're ever around, uh, we'll just hang out. We'll just be around the office. We'll just talk about random things and, and God moves in it. But also we have a great time. We laugh. It's, it's really, really cool. So I'm excited to have four people on the podcast today and we're just going to jump in. Today, our topic that we're going to really hit, the hot take that we're going to really hit on is voting. Mm. We're going to talk about voting. And the reason why we're going to talk about voting today is because we got an election coming up in right. the next couple of weeks. And if you don't know that we have an election coming up in the next couple <laughs> of weeks, you might be socially distancing yourself way too much. <laughs> and you might be way too isolated. Like Even back. like I'll yeah. go to the gym in Stockton and I just see everyone signs and, and everywhere and, and on social media, it's crazy. And we have all this going on. Um, and so we can spend probably months on the topic of politics and get into that, but, but we're really not going to focus on that. Today, we're really going to focus on voting and why voting matters and why does voting even matter to a Christian and even why do we even politics? Like, I, I think there's some people that are going to listen today, guys, and I think they are even like, why are we talking about politics? It's not the church's job to talk about politics and why does it matter? So I think we should start off with that because I do think it's important, um, but I want to hear from you guys. Why should politics matter to a Christian? Why should politics matter to a believer? Pastor Eric, we can start off with you because I think that's a really good way to just start it off and to let the people know why, why, should, why should I even care to talk about politics? Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's good we're, we're talking about this here just a few weeks before an election and the whole atmosphere is kind of electric with all kinds of, all kinds of sparks flying and feelings that are being felt and things that are being said. So I think, I think we can have a healthy conversation. I think politics kind of is a substitute word often for like shenanigans or mm. underhanded dealings. Right. The w- word politics tends to bring up adverse emotions. Right. Like, you know, mm. I, oh, they're, it's just political. They're just, be, it could be our jobs, organizations or the, or the nation. The idea of, oh, they're just political. It's politics. That's why I didn't get the job or mm-hmm. we could even take it down to kids sports. My kid didn't play much because of politics. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'd like to just kind of maybe for me, what helps me, why, why are politics important for believers is because politicians help create policy. 
for mm-hmm. sure. And so policy is what matters. It, yep. it, I, I don't, it really shouldn't matter to me the, the political platform, label, the name of the person. It comes down to policies that they are either writing, yep. that they're legislating, that they're influencing, that end up becoming laws and they're binding. And so policy is why I think we should care as believers. Yep. What are the, the policies that are being established in our state, in our nation? And how does that adversely or positively impact our society? So we, we go from the inside out. Me as a person, my family unit, my city, my state, um, you know, our nation. How, how are those policies impacting us? And so I think we should really, really care However, it shouldn't, we shouldn't care about politics as much as we care about kingdom principles. Yep. It shouldn't, our faith mm-hmm. isn't in policy. Right. We'll talk, I'll, I have a few things to say about that, but our faith should be in God ultimately. So we should take it seriously, but not build a whole pers- personality, persona, mindset, attitude, state of mind on what's going on politically because we're in a fallen world anyways. Right. One thing or another is going to is going to lift itself up against the word of God, whether whatever it is. And so I think being clear-minded, but yeah, it should be important I think because it's policy. Yeah, absolutely. And and something I've just learned just the few years that I've been doing ministry and when I was traveling, it's so important to, to understand. Uh, it's a fancy term for some, but it's it's called a biblical worldview. And to understand that it's so crucial to have policies in a proper worldview so that we can see society affect what the Bible looks like, right? Like we want society to look like the principles of scripture right. and why voting in politics matters is we get to be part of that and we get to decide that. We live in a democracy, right? This isn't communism or fascism. We, we live right. in a place where I can kind of decide. And some things aren't necessarily as biblical as others. Like when you, there's certain policy levels, like on a city level where I think a, a, a county level that maybe are about schools or things like that. But then there's some that really are that really affect. And so it does matter. I think information is, is, is healthy. And I think us having the ability to really vote and decide what or how places or things should go and put our vote in people that would ultimately believe in the same things we believe in, I, I think is, is absolutely not just American, but I think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a privilege that we get to do, especially as followers of Jesus. And that's the way to show, like, in a way, I believe it's a way to show faith too. Like, this is like what I believe in. You're, you're putting your money where your mouth is, you know? And I think that's why I could get a little crazy. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love the term you brought up, a biblical worldview. I think voting as a Christian, this is how we can share our biblical worldview, right? It's one of the ways that we can actually impact society in a biblical way. Yeah. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. We, Like you said, we're blessed to be in a society where we can vote and where we can right. have a say and where we can be the voice for the voiceless, right? That that voice is right. through our vote, not through Facebook all the time. You know, sometimes Come we want to... That's true. <laughs> sometimes we over, you know, we overdo it on Facebook, but really it's a, our vote is what counts, you know? So I think it's important to to vote because... You know, there are believers in other parts of the world who don't have a vote, right? Mm. Really. Like, they're just, there's laws that they, hey, they're told what to do. They don't really have a choice. So, understanding we have that blessing here in America, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, just to throw on that, um, the add to that, like the whole concept, like your vote matters. I feel like even as a young person, I kind of dealt with this a little bit. We're like, man, my vote's just one in a sea of millions of people. <laughs> right. Like right when I turned right. 18 and I'm at the DMV and they're like, do you want to register to vote? And I'm like, I got to be at work. Nope. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to do all that. <laughs> when I'm like 18, 19 and stuff, you know, I'm just trying to get my license. I'm trying to get to work. I'm trying to pay this ticket, whatever it is. You know, I'm at, you know when you're at the DMV, you're just not in, the, in that frame of mind, yeah, especially as a young person. Try yeah. to get in, try to get out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's low-key like hell on earth, the DMV. I think everyone could agree on that. It's like, one if we can't examples. agree on anything in this political season, we can all agree that the DMV needs Jesus. It needs uh, Jesus. <laughs> we need the light in that it, it does. It's a dark yes, place. Yes, we do. So for me, like as a young person, like like thinking about voting, I was like, eh, I'm just one to see a million. But I had to look up some stuff. And apparently there's been some close votes and races in history. If you look at in 2000, crazy. Al Gore narrowly, he, he narrowly lost uh, to good old George W. Bush. It came down to a recount in Florida. Bush <laughs> yeah. barely won. It was such a small margin, they had to recount it. And in the end, Bush won in Florida by 0.009% um, <laughs> in the state. So had 600 more people voted for Gore, we would have had a different president wow. in 2000. Right. right. To, through 2008, because George W. Bush was from 2000 to 2008. So 600 people, that's not a sea of millions right there when you right. really think about right. it. So for me, that kind of encourages me and should encourage other people that you never know, man, our vote matters. This is our opportunity to voice and right. get a part of um, voting for kingdom principles, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this today, yeah. to yeah. talk about it and to let people know. For sure. Absolutely. And so I, I think one thing that we can hit, and I think this is really important, because to go back to Pastor Eric's point, there's one side of it's important. We have a voice. We should speak that voice. We should use it. That's why we should be informed. Politics should matter. We should know policy. We should know where things are going. We should not be going blind and letting laws and rules just happen, especially if we disagree with them, and especially in the system we have, right? It would be different if it wasn't a system, like Pastor Matt said, that allows us to voice our vote, but it is. Um, but on the other side, right, there is this, we don't put our faith in policy. We don't put our faith in politicians or in a party. Um, we are right, like scripture says, in this world, but not of this world. There's mm -hmm. a different kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of believers, I know this for me, uh, I think also that everything right now is so intense. I think right. people n normally, I mean, I, I tend to like conflict and Pastor Eric likes conflict, but I think normal people, um, that's why we I fight sometimes. I used to sometimes. like it a lot more and I'm getting older and more mature. But I people hope. don't like conflict. Um, and today's mm. society, I think it has, politics has such a bad rap because everything's so politicized. It mm. feels like everything has an agenda. Why, why is that? Like, why do, why does everything have an agenda? Why, why is everything so politicized in today's society? And I don't even know if we can even really answer that, but I think to the person who's maybe hearing like, yeah, my vote is important and maybe I should care, but man, that's some intense muddy stuff right there. That's, that's, I don't know if I want to touch that. Like, what would you say to that person who's hearing that right now? Cause I think, man, that's, that's a key point. And I think that's why a lot of people stay home, right? As a lot of people don't care cause it's just, it's too complicated. Just do your thing. But but that's not good, I, I would say. So that, anyone, jump in. Yeah, I, I think one of the main things, and I see, I, I pastor young adults, right? I pastor the young adults here, it, especially in the younger demographic, is we have this cancel culture 
right? That if you vote for somebody, we're enemies. If you, so, so I think a lot of people are like, mm, yeah, everything's over-politicized. I'm just going to sit this one out because I don't want to make enemies, you know, right? Like I don't want to disagree with somebody. And we, we, we have a, a hard time having a conversation sometimes in our culture. And I think as, as Christians, we can't mm-hmm. have that cancel culture mindset um, where like there's no grace, there's no empathy extended. You, you see Jesus, he would often, he was called friend of sinners, right? He would sit at tables with people who right. he would probably disagree on some points with, right? And so I think we have to learn to adopt that mindset to as believers to kind of combat that cancel culture of, hey, you know, uh, everything's everything doesn't have to be political. We can remember that. We can still bring the kingdom to people even if we disagree, right? Mm-hmm. So I think everything is politicized partially because of that ideology that, you know, if we disagree, we, we can't talk. Right. We're enemies for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's I think it's it's super complicated and it's not it's not um just what we've seen the last three years, five years. There have been concerted efforts that we see if you look at universities today, they're almost they're overwhelmingly led by liberal professors, right? Classes taught by liberal professors. To, some, some universities have very, very few, a handful of faculty members that would claim to be conservative. Right. So there's been, I think, real, real power brokers at play to change the course of our nation We're over 20, 30 years. And there are the ideologies that Pastor Matt is referring to. I think one reason we feel it's political or we sense conflict as Christians is that I think most of us have felt kind of put back on our heels, especially the last 10 years. Yeah. When we, you know, abortion, most Christians, most, have a real, real problem with abortion. Right. There are some classic Christian issues that that most Christians would agree on. Yeah. The sanctity of marriage um, Mm -hmm. is another example. And so it, it isn't just that laws have been passed that make the Christian, most Christian hearts hurt and cringe and even get upset about. So, so for how, but I think also we have been, there are, we've been characterized certain ways. Mm. Yeah. So when we disagree with, as a, if I, as a Bible believing Christian believe that, that homosexuality is a sin and Therefore, gay marriage is simply a doubling down on a sinful relationship, a, a relationship that does not please God. And if I voice that, like I'm doing now, it, it, I, I should expect someone now not to just disagree with me, but to attack me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and to try to silence you. Call me a bigot. Yeah. Call right. me, you know, uh, uh, prejudiced. And then you have the cancel culture silencing to intimidate the believer to not be a witness of the truth. And I think that's why the church now to my, to my chagrin, I'm sad is that there's a lot of anger in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have felt attacked for so long. And, and whenever you, you pick on someone long enough, at some point they start to fight back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of angry Christians, not just because the nation has gone a certain direction ideologically and therefore legally, but because 
it, it wasn't enough just to have laws passed. They had to kind of demonize the other side. Right. right. They had to turn it into from a disagreement to an enemy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Battle lines were drawn. Right. And, and be, because we might have a biblical position on marriage or the sanctity of life or uh, any, any issue. Yeah. Like even racism this year, like the church has really, I felt like stepped up on that issue, but even some people disagree with that. And it's like, how can you disagree with that? Right. But if you disagree with anyone, it's like, yeah. you're automatically my enemy. We had right. to kind yeah. of be, I think, I think part of the strategy was to make us, make Christians that again, have traditional biblical view, views, Christian, a traditional Christian worldview right. that was okay for thousands of years. Now we're, we're not just, we're not just old fashioned, like we used to just be old fashioned, but now we're actually um, evil. Mm. And we're imposing our will on other people. And that's how, that's how the, it's gone. So I think that's a key reason why it, it, everything is so tense. Right. And, and, the, and to a degree, one reason why the nation is divided. Because it isn't just Christians who have been demonized now. Now it's just having a different political pers- perspective. The, the strategy now is to simply demonize so that you can... Uh, uh, disqualify their opinion for sure on personal reasons not really on logic on logic but on it's personal you disagree with homosexuality now i feel you're personally attacking me and even to the green to degree now where you'll hear people say to say something is violence yeah Yeah. i i i I saw a (laughs) netflix special on 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 race and there was a particular person of a particular organization that said if you make a speech that i find is racist, then I have the right to silence you physically because you're committing violence against me. And I think that's a radical view, but I think it's it's getting more mainstream. I think that's why you yeah. see riots. I think that's why you see yeah. certain organizations setting things on fire. Mm-hmm. And there could be righteous protests against social injustice. And right, then you right. got a, a, enough of a segment that millions and millions of dollars have been lost because they're setting things on fire mm-hmm. and they're they're using violence. And, and so I think that's just part of the, the morass that we're in, the, the dilemma we're in. Yeah, and, and then I, I think just to, to piggyback off that, that it doesn't also help. And we talked about this last podcast, that when that believer, that Christian feels like they're on their heel or they're angry, that we have seen as well. And I, and I think this also, this breaks my heart as well, is that they fight back in the same way. Mm. They don't fight yeah. back in the way of Jesus. They fight right. back. right. And I, I'm not saying voting the opposite way is wrong. Vote like the opposite way of what the other person's trying to do to you and, and change things and right, righteous protests and all that I think is good. But you just see it. You see it on social media. You see it with people. And, and, and that, that really, it really bothers me. And, and in the season, it really has. I'm not with anybody here. I'm not putting anyone on blast. But mm-hmm. I just, I was really heartbroken because you see them fighting fire with the same fire. And that's not the way of Jesus either. So it just, it's like this cycle that just makes things worse, right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> and it just true. and it just feels like we're just making things worse. And and then I think we see that, like uh, even in our, the major politicians who are up in election, like what went from we have different views is now right that the the, the political term that they use in a lot is like mudslinging. Like mudslinging's became an art, and it's it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing for po- politicians to maybe mudsling or. You know, people who don't know the way of Jesus, but when when followers of Jesus do it, and it's just it's just this cycle, and and I I just think, man, if if that, that's that that there's no way that that helps that 
Now there is a way to help it where we, we show love and we show grace, but we speak truth and we speak life. And just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. And, and you got to know that. Like if you're hearing this podcast, you got to mm, know just because you might even be hearing right now and you disagree with some of the things we disagree with. If we had a conversation in person, I wouldn't be yelling at you and fighting with you and trying right. to create violence with you. Right. I love you. Like, like we're, that's genuine, but we, there's been an image created, right? That I think you said it so on point, um, war lines or battle lines have been drawn and, and that's not appropriate. And then I think Christians feel like we have to like gear up. <laughs> it's like, that's not the case either. Yeah. yeah. That, that's not constructive. I think again, I, I, I mean my perspective, right. Cause we're, none of us are experts in any of this. We're just For having sure. a, a simple, honest conversation. And we've talked about how these conversations will be imperfect. Yeah. And so, you know, it's part of the process, but if we can't talk with, there's no chance of getting better. Um, I have felt the sting of, oh my goodness, like this nation is changing, in my opinion, radically in the last 10 years. Yeah, very fast. And and not only is it changing, but I am being uh, characterized a certain way as a gospel preacher, as a, as a Bible-believing minister, uh, leader, dad. But I think the so it's like when something gets rubbed like if you're yeah. enough like you become sensitive mm-hmm. you know like if you have a tag in your shirt right. and you're like oh it's rubbing <laughs> sure, yeah. you can put up with it for so long you forgot yeah. to take it off yeah. mm-hmm. but then after a while you just got to rip that puppy off because it's it's now just it's, bothering it's, you now it's, it's really yeah. It's, yeah. it's raw a little oh, bit yeah. I yeah. think I think the church is raw in the sense that we've been rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and mm-hmm. prodded and poked mm-hmm. and jabbed and and to the point where we are hypersensitive and right, we're right. losing we're losing control of ourselves. And mm, so how good. do you be salt and light and still maintain self-control? Absolutely. And we've talked about that before. Right. One thing I think I just want to say, and then I'll stop talking so much, is... <laughs> you, you, good, no, this is good. This is good, good. stuff. Yeah. The hope of the nation is not legislation. Come on. Right, right. We cannot legislate morality. And for anyone wow, who that's so good. says mm. they're a, that's good. a believer that reads their Bible, mm-hmm. why are we surprised Yep. That things are going south. Right. When we've been warned mm-hmm. that things are yep. going to get worse. Absolutely. That we're going to be tested and tried. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean we just acquiesce. We surrender. We say, okay, well then whatever. No, we vote. Right. We have, we speak truth. Yeah, we have conversations. We have, yeah. We have conversations. The hope of the world though was never a political platform so good. or a, 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 a particular economy, even though yep. I'm a capitalist, I believe that's out of every, every uh, economy man's come up with, capitalism is flawed, but it's the best. It's the best. And it's the, it's the most accurate to a biblical worldview than any other economy. I think so. Yep. But our hope isn't capitalism. Our hope isn't Democrat or Republican. Our hope has always been the hope of the world is the church. Right. Mm. Good. We are the hope. If we don't like what's going on in society, then maybe we need to stop looking so hard at the state uh, capital or the or the White House, and we need to look closer at ourselves. Yep. Mm. Because they were never meant to be the hope of the nation. Right. We were meant to be the hope of the nation. Right. And so maybe instead of arguing and fighting and getting bitter, we need to heal because we have been, I believe, honestly, we have been abuse, so to speak, by 
by the world. But yeah. we should have expected that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be quick to forgive and quick to love because we're still the hope of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was listening to a message, Tony Evans. He said, if God can't get the church house right, it doesn't matter who you put in the White House. True. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Because you can have the most righteous leader in the White House, but they're not saving the nation. They're not bringing revival. Right. That was always the church's, church's role. Job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it has to start with us. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to you have to start in your backyard. You have to change your backyard. I remember when I I did a season and when I was with Youth with the Mission, and I was at a, a base in D.C. And one of the things we really did was pray for the country, and so really into politics, just because we were praying for specific things and issues. And and I just remember one of one of my leaders um, who who now runs that base in D.C. who planted that base. He talked about how um, when government becomes father, right. When government becomes God, when people, whether it's the people of God or it's normal people, depend on government, it's never going to work. And so you, we have to get it right inside. We have to get it right internally. I think that was so good. Um, yeah, we're being attacked. And, it's, and I think to, to, to people who are hearing this and agree that they have been attacked, it's okay like, to feel frustrated and hurt and angry. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're doing wild things and like making decisions for your kids and trying to change everything that you fundamentally disagree with. But at the same time, we don't react. We respond. We heal up. Right. And then we change things in our backyard. That's good. The answer mm-hmm. to seeing God move in society isn't just a good policy. But what if Lathrop had a move of God where thousands of people got saved, thousands of people got healed, thousands of people like that got discipled and met Jesus. And then that's where you start seeing change. And then laws and legislations are just, I believe, a fruit of internal right. transformation of the person who mm. encountered Jesus. And the church mm. should righteously protest, gather yeah. oh, and yeah. pray. I loved seeing some of the gatherings over the last few months at um, at our state capitol and other places where I think, okay, they're worshiping, they're praying, they're interceding, yeah. they're being good witnesses. Hopefully le- they left the grounds better than the, how they found it because right. that's, that's mm-hmm. how the, we're supposed to do. That's how we're supposed to be. Um, and, and, and so we can use the avenues available to us politically by voting, by uh, volunteering, yep. by gathering and making declarations uh, of truth and, 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 you know, from God's word without becoming like the world, absolutely mm-hmm. good. like mm-hmm. the world. And, yeah. and that's the, that's to me is the key yeah. and the hope of the nation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good stuff. So let's, let's close this in real quick. Cause I think this is really good. Cause I think people are now wondering this and, and I think this is a great question to ask. So how should a Christian vote? How should a Christian vote? And maybe we're going to get into specifics, maybe not. Like we said, this is a messy conversation we're trying to have to help people, but I think we need to give some guidance and direction. So how, how should a Christian vote? How should a person? Now, now I want to I give this disclaimer. There is a difference between a person who just goes to church religiously and doesn't really follow the way of Jesus and a follower of Jesus. And the goal is that every person who goes to church and just, or they go to church, like, right, we call them CEO Christians, Christmas and Easter only, right? We got those (laughs) or people that go every now and then. But I, so, so for this question, I'm going to talk about people who follow the way of Jesus. They said they're a Christian, probably they've been baptized. They are going for it. They, they, they say, I I love God. I follow the ways of God, right? Well, um, how should those people vote? Because I think people have a different perspective of Christian and we, I'm not even going to get into that. And I even think that's dumb because there really is one way, right? Mm -hmm. Like there really isn't a bunch of ways. There's one way. If you've been hearing our I am 
series on, 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 on Sundays, this night and day series, and it comes up every week on the podcast too. It all kind of leads to Jesus is the only way in every mm-hmm. I am statement, right? But just for the sake, if right, how, how should I vote as a, as a, as a person, as a believer? And, and whatever comes to your mind, like I don't think it's an exact science, but we're just talking about it. And I think this is going to help some people because I think people are on the fence. Like, well, how should I vote? How, what, 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 what does that mean to me? Like, okay, kingdom values and worldview and yeah, about changing society and God's going to transform people. But then, okay, I got to go to the ballot box on November 3rd. What, what should I do? What's the expectation or what's the wisdom, right? I think is probably a good question to ask. Yeah, I would, I would say the first thing you, you want to do is create a healthy process. Um, don't vote based off emotion. I know a lot of people can v- vote based off, oh, well, this makes me feel a certain way. I think you line it up with biblical worldviews, right? So I think what you do, you do a little homework. Like my wife and I, before we vote, we sit down together, we talk about mm. biblical worldviews, and we talk about what do we think who and who do we think will most honor the Lord, right? The decisions that we make ha- have to be made in a process and not in a vacuum, mm-hmm. not made in an emotion, not made in, well, how is this, what is this person going to say if they find out I voted yes on this proposition or, you, you know what I mean? Like, I think we need to vote, um, with a process with biblical worldviews and then f- for who we think is going to most honor God, um, I think that's the, that's the key really having a process and having a plan and, and, studying more than what just you see on the surface, right. um, studying more so what like changes will be made if you vote on a particular platform rather than what is just found on the surface. So, right. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one thing that people talk about and learn, I feel like it's really good is that we got to vote based on what the person's going to do and what they're going to set in place versus their personality. Right. You know, so we could look at somebody and think like, man, I don't I don't like them and their personality or there's certain things, but it can't be about that necessarily. We're not voting somebody in based on likability necessarily or personality. Um, we're voting based on what they're actually going to do. So that's kind of where even for me, like, I mean, I rely on people who have a heart for this and figuring out the truth and laying it out. Like, that's the stuff. That's the people that I'm looking towards. Mm-hmm. Um, to help me when it comes time to make the decision. That way it's not based on the news flashes that I'm seeing or the the, the YouTube recommendeds of right. this person or this candidate did this and all this type stuff, all that um, very um, like kind of attacking type of posts mm-hmm. and people trying to make other candidates look bad, whether it's from one candidate doing it about the other one, right. which is a classic <laughs> politics yep. move. Like I've watched Parks and Rec, they make fun of that. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Like, let's do a bad ad campaign against the person. Right. Let's go, let's go that route. And, uh, it's that, so intense. It's just for city council. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's just funny to me. But it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's super realistic. Right. Though. That's what yeah. makes it hilarious. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I can't go based off of just that stuff alone. You can't. I got that's it. such a good point. Find a good resource, whether it's my, if, the, if you have a good like eye for that, you could do that. But if you're somebody like me, I'm going to rely on somebody, preferably Christian, who has some type of resource or, or I'm going to talk with friends. I'm going to talk with you guys. I'm going um, to try to get educated and get go in there with the right mindset, not just based on that stuff that I see. For sure. Yeah, it's really good stuff. I think, I think they hit on the head. The, the privilege we have here in, in our, our nation, we should exercise. Absolutely. And I, I think the only way a Christian can vote with a clear conscience is to do it with scripture in mind, a biblical right, perspective, right. a biblical approach to how they vote. 
What's interesting, I believe that that we're we're basically a two party system here mm-hmm. in in our nation, Republicans and Democrat. Democratic platforms. We got some libertarians, but there are not many of them. Not too many. <laughs> yeah, not too many. And and that's a whole other conversation probably right. too. And I, I think that that what we as believers need to do is prayerfully, as has been shared, look at the candidates yep. and determine which one of them is at least telling me they're going to do um what I hope they do from a biblical perspective. And there isn't, there isn't the perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. Whether you typically right. vote Democrat or you typically vote Republican, there right. isn't the perfect candidate. So what tends to happen is I think you know, we make a list. Okay, what are the things that matter to me most? Yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. Which boxes do they check off? That's good. Now here's, yeah. here's where the church needs to behave itself is that some boxes, some of my boxes are bigger than other boxes. So I might have a box on my list that it, they're all biblical perspectives, but this box or two are bigger in my mind correct, than these other boxes. And so there may be a candidate who checks off the larger boxes, mm. but not all of them. Right. And so we have to respect the fact that believers... Um, are dealing with imperfect candidates. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as we're mm-hmm. honest before God, we, we need to vote according to our convictions That's good. and not judge someone else, mm-hmm. which is part of what the world's doing of the church. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And here, some, so many in the church are doing it to each other. Yeah. Right. And so, um, That's good. and I, I just, I think that circling back for eight seconds is if our hope if God said our hope is in government, then we should be really, really scared and nervous about that. <laughs> it's true. You know? Yeah. Then I'd say, yeah. That's all bad. Let's fast for 40 days. Because <laughs> That's all bad. The, the trajectory of our nation and our children's futures are based on this election. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's not what the word says. Mm. And so we should be joyful about the opportunity and we should be prayerful and concerned about how our country is going. Right. But knowing that... Whoever's in the governor's mansion or the White House is not God, and God's mm-hmm. will will prevail. That's good. And I'm to do what I can um, with a clean, with clean hands and a pure heart to usher His kingdom in. But His was never a political kingdom. That's what the Jews. That's why the Jews crucified Him. Yep. Exactly. They're expecting a political king. Yeah. Right. And here, so many in the church are wanting a a, a political king. Right. And mm. and instead of trusting. The kingdom of the king of the kingdom of God. Right. It really does work its way and supersedes what's yeah. natural. Right, and it, and it's that story right in the Gospels where it says that that smallest mustard seed makes to the biggest tree, or a little bit of leaven goes in the dough. Right, and mm-hmm. and it's it expands, it multiplies, yeah. it's exponential, and and that's what our vote is. Our vote is exponential. God can use it, right? And we and. We pray, we pray that he does, because that's ultimately what we're doing, is we're praying that God uses the vote so that way his kingdom can be more established here on earth. And then I think for those that are like, well, maybe I should vote or not, you should. Like, just so everyone knows, like, this isn't like, stay home. Yeah. You should do your homework and vote. You really should. 
And I think it's so important that every person who follows Jesus votes, not because uh, to get religious or anything, but it's just, it's one way to be salt and light. It is one mm-hmm. way to be salt and light. And I, and I think it's so important. And not even because I, I think, you know, history shows us that in national elections, like presidential elections, there's more voters, but then on local level elections, there's not. I think that's also ridiculous. Like we should vote on the local level because the yeah. truth is, is most of the changes that are going to happen in your area aren't from the White House than it right. is from that's your so county supervisor who's like, you don't even know the dude, right? Or even never heard that name. It's just yeah, a sign good. or your local mayor mm-hmm. or your especially your congressmen, like your congressmen, your senators, it's a big deal. And so vote and see what God does with it. I vote and I trust Jesus, but I'm not negligent and I'm not lazy. And so I think that's really, really good. good. One last thing, we're going to wrap this up, but I think this is really helpful. We talked about biblical worldview, which is the idea that the way I look at the world is through the lens of scripture in a proper context. Mm. And even when I was... um, going through missions and traveling. We had a worldview class when I was at DC and we brought a guy in for a whole week and just, and you can't learn worldview in a week, but just to kind of introduce the topic of worldview, he had everyone take a test and it was so crazy. It was about 30 of us. There were, we're pretty much all millennials from the age of 18 to 30. And all of us were either like failing or barely had a biblical worldview. And, and, and that goes to show like there is so much biblical illiteracy. There are so much people that don't understand scripture. And so just as we conclude, what are some kingdom values? Pastor Eric talked about it so good. There are boxes bigger than others. And I think maybe around the room, we can just share some of those boxes, maybe just for us that we are like, man, these are important. And right, we're not endorsing candidates, but we're like, these values are important to the heart of God. They should be important to the believer. They should be important to the church. And we should vote in accordance to these values, right? Let me just jump in before the guys talk. I, I think I can make a list of 10 biblical values and neither candidate checks them all off. It's mm-hmm. good. And so what, what I meant with my comment was, even though they're all biblical values, there could be something in my experience right. that makes certain boxes bigger than others in, in my mind. Right. They're like my personal take, right? Again, could it be experience? It could be some teaching. Totally. It could be the Lord speaking to me about it. Mm. And, and so not all of them are biblical, so all of them are valid. Yeah. But just for me, one might be larger than another. Yeah. So, yeah, and and even mm. it could be larger in this season because there's certain things on the line, right? Like, so so I, I think that's really really good. So just what are some so so the viewers could know what are some values because they might even never heard this. They might even be like, I don't even know values that I should vote for. I I I just hear politics, but we're like, no, we're talking about we're talking about things that are on God's heart. I think you know, I, the easy one I think we all agree on is is sanctity of life is is abortion and that abortion is wrong and that we are pro-life, right? That is, that, that's an easy one. Like mm-hmm. there's no way you can scripturally believe or back that abortion is not wrong or not right. killing another baby, right? Different candidates have different views, but that is very clear scripture, like night and day. Like there's no, there's no debate on that one. We're not going to get it in a theological debate on that one, but that, but that's one. I think that's, that's really good. I, you know, I think another one that comes to mind and I think it's on the heart of a lot of people is making sure that 
you know, and, and the racism thing is a whole different conversation, but, but racism is another one. Like we all treat each other equally and we love one another. That was really highlighted this year. So that's mm-hmm. a biblical value that men and women are all created equal, that they were all created in the image of God. Right. And so that, that's a huge one for people. And so we vote for that. We vote for the candidate that believes that will implement policy or, at least hold that line of racism is not okay. And I think that, to be honest, I've heard most candidates say that. So I don't, I, I haven't really heard a candidate recently that's like racism's fine, right? right? I, and, but that's a value. I think that's a big box for some people. Mm-hmm. And, and yes. that's on the heart of God as well. There is nowhere in scripture, and right, we had hundreds of years of theology that was so incorrect. We had churches that were preaching that racism was okay and racism was right and that was wrong. Mm. And luckily the church has gone through a journey and thank God for men like like Dr. Martin Luther King who was a pastor and who led that movement and so many others who theologically right. helped us with that and now we're there and right. we're going to still get better, right? And so what are some other boxes for you guys just out of curiosity if you can think of some. I took the I took the two biggest ones. I'm sorry. If there's not any <laughs> others, it's cool, I guess, but just want to help the viewers out. We just want to help the listeners out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. I would I would say, um, like you said, life is big. I think an important one in our culture is who who's gonna who's gonna allow the church to be the church. Mm. Who's gonna allow the church mm. um, to be separate? Like who's not gonna control the church? Yeah, right. I think that's an important biblical worldview um, for us to understand is that the church is is the church of God and the church is an authority. I think another one that's important, I guess maybe not for when you are, are voting, but regardless of whoever wins, First um, Timothy 2 says, pray for your leaders, intercede for your leaders, right? Like, so whoever wins, even if your candidate that you voted for doesn't win, to pray for your leaders, I think it's mm-hmm. important to pray for those in, in, um, in control, right? Pray for the authorities. And I think what you do when you pray for those in authority is you're, Essentially, you're acknowledging that regardless of the outcome, uh, all authority is God's, right? Yeah. So I think, I think you did hit a couple of the major ones, but I think also, you know, freedom for the church a little bit is, yeah. is something that's, that's so good. important. You know? That is, that's, and that's absolutely biblical, right? The church, even though we live in this culture, it's its own separate entity yeah. and that God, that we would continue, right? That first amendment, right? A freedom of speech and yeah continue the foundation of how this country was founded, which was on a biblical worldview. I don't know if you knew that, but the country was founded. Even the whole system of democracy, these, these amazing philosophers and authors founded it and used scripture to support, which is so powerful. The way I've always heard it was God loved Israel. Like Israel was God's nation because God chose Israel, but America was one of the first nations that chose God. Mm -hmm. And that's why America has been so blessed because mm. we've chosen him and mm. we got to continue to choose him. That's and good. part of that is with voting and voting kingdom values. Good. Any other ones? I think there's, I think there's a, I think there are a lot of issues, you know, For and, sure. um, and I think that pastor Matt, uh, hit on one that was crucial to me is if there's any, there are, laws that have been attempted to be passed here in the state of California that would infringe on the church's ability to minister. Right. Mm. And it's been, it's, it's been scary. That's not an eloquent word. (laughs) It's been a little scary. Like Mm -hmm. what you want to tell us? We can't teach this. We can't counsel about that. Wait a minute. What happened to freedom of religion? Right. And, um, an example was is it just it, it it failed, but they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna try again. 
is there were there was a law that was that was being attempted to be passed that would not allow pastors to uh, counsel those that are involved in a homo, in a homosexual lifestyle that that even come of their own volition and say I would like right. to help in living a biblical life and I know this is contrary to biblical teaching. We weren't allowed to help them. We weren't allowed to provide materials that yeah, would counsel them and anything. encourage them, right. even if it's their desire, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. If, the, if the church is the hope of the world, we have to protect the church. So for me, that would be That's a big one. Uh, the biggest box, probably, mm, because as, as much sure. as I care about yeah. other issues, yeah. that to me would be the biggest box. Because if you start to, to keep the church back then the hope is diminishing. Right. And so right. we should be very concerned about that. Now, again, the the big overarching insurance policy we have is that God wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no even even you know, even though we may rise up and resist certain political maneuverings, if those laws were to pass, God still will win, right? You, you know He's sovereign, and He's going to move, and 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 people are there's going to be a revival. But um, we should, I think that that's a big one for me. Would yep. be that. Mm. Yep. I feel like for me, I think that's why it's important. I just, I agree with kind of all the ones you guys have hit on, and I think that's why it's important to. And I think that's the biggest box for me too. Is if there's a candidate that definitely is hinting at even like diminishing any type of like when it comes to the church then because that's also my lane I have a heart and a passion for the local church and believe in it and want to see all of our local churches impact our communities the way that God intended for us to do so to help people um if there's anybody's even hinting at that I'm going the other way yeah I'm voting the other way for sure that's the biggest box um but it's it's a it's a complicated game but that's why I think for me knowing that in all of my effort, I'm building my life on Jesus. And so from that place, I'm going to make all my decisions when it comes to everything, including this. Um, And especially when I don't know the way, I'm spending time in prayer with Jesus. I'm leaning into him first and foremost before I'm leaning into the news, before I'm leaning into anything, before I'm leaning into even that person that I know knows information, knows what they're talking about. I'm leaning into Jesus. And, um, and I think that's the main thing, because I feel like even in this season, just to speak to this a little bit, I feel like people are kind of leaning into getting caught up. Like we've talked about the church being hurt. And there are those that I feel like are kind of thriving on the controversy a little bit. Mm. And, and, and you know why? Because I think one of the reasons, whether knowingly or unknowingly, it, it brings attention. Like, you know what I mean? So you can get caught right. up in that and wanting to go at things. But I feel like for me, like we got to know, and, I, and Pastor Matt shared on this earlier, that Jesus was able to sit at the table with, with, with sinners. Yep. He was able to do that. And for me, I feel like that's incredibly important. So like some of the main things when it comes to that is we got to learn how to love on people. We got to be able to have conversations like this. And I think um, that stuff's just incredibly important to me. Good. So, good, good stuff. Work. Good stuff. And, and like Pastor Eric said, there's so many, right? You You have so many political things, right? Uh, immigration, gun rights, uh, education system, uh, finances, economics. So this is what you do as a believer, as a follower of the way, is the policy or the position that your candidate is tra- taking, does it line up with scripture? Right. 
If you don't know if it does or doesn't, do your research. Ask us. Hit us up. Call us. Send us an email. Do, do some homework. And if it doesn't line up, and some of them are a little weird, but if it doesn't line up with scripture or there's no scriptural backing, then chances are it's probably anti-scripture. And it's probably going to not come into complete alignment with the biblical worldview. And so you just have to do that math. But we just wanted to give you some examples, right? So all of those, the, the, the importance of the church allowing to be the church, so much scripture on that. In the, in the epistles, um, the sanctity of life, so much scripture in the Old Testament and New Testament, um, so much scripture on, on the racism topic, right? So, so much, that's easy. It should feel like that. I should know scripturally what I'm voting for. And if you don't, then that's why we have these conversations and that's why we continue to teach and that's why you gotta continue to inform yourself. So I wanna challenge you, family, that if you're listening to this, make sure you do that before you vote. And, and we're excited because even though it's a little crazy, I wanna, I wanna drop this on you guys. Even though it's a little crazy and it seems wild and it's only gonna get worse till November 3rd. So some of y'all <laughs> might need to just like turn off the phone, yeah. get off social media, get off social media. jump yeah. off. Yeah. I already disconnected the cable box. I did that when Corona started though because <laughs> my, my wife, I love my wife, but she was just watching it like, like every day. And I was like, this need, stop. Like, and, and listen, Fox and CNN are not the hope of the world. That right. candidate's not the hope of the world. Amen. It's Jesus mm-hmm. and the local church. That's it's good. Jesus and his bride. It's Jesus and what he's going to through through the people of God. And so just know it's going to be okay. And your voice does matter. And so guys, thank you so much for joining us in today's podcast. It was awesome. I know this is going to encourage some people. Super excited. One last announcement. We are so excited because on November 1st, we're going to do a prayer night. We're going to do a prayer night specifically focused on praying for the election. We believe that our hope is in it. So we're going to vote on the third, but we're going to pray before. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the best worldview you can have is that before you vote, you got to pray. Before you vote, you got to spend time with Jesus. So November 1st, you're hearing it first. It's not even announced on Sunday yet. So if you hear this podcast, when you hear it, you kind of get a heads up. And so it's going to be in the evening, 5 p.m. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great prayer night. We're going to pray for our country, pray for our nation. So make sure you come out. It's going to be on site in the building. Love you guys. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt, Pastor Eric, Pastor Juan. Thank Thank you guys guys. for joining us. Thank you guys. It was awesome. We'll see you guys next, next podcast. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.